0: (laughs) hello and welcome to horrible friends it's a podcast in book club format this week we have smile from 2022 and starting off i'm kyle i'm chris i'm dan and i'm jarvis And the way this is going to work is we're going to give you a little bit of history about this podcast. We're going to go ahead and give you a little bit of the entire story. And then we're going to give you a little bit of our own spoopometer at the end. And uh, yeah, and then we're going to let you go home and have fun after your life has been absolutely turned upside down by this movie. Uh, Dan, what's the history about this
1: movie? So Smile was released in 2022. It is directed and written by Parker Finn. Who this is really his big, like his big breakout motion picture. Definitely. Uh, prior to this, he did the hide behind, which was a short. And he also did Lara hasn't slept, which is actually the prequel to this and is also a short and it's free on YouTube.
2: I don't know about the prequel, the, the inspiration, I would say premiering at South, South by Southwest in 2020. This is really what got that, that big budget and uh, a studio to actually back it and turn it into a full length feature film. Oh, sorry. the mic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was almost comedic timing. Actually, it was pretty almost.
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just say shut the fuck up next time. <laughs> <laughs> so the budget for this movie was seventeen million dollars, and as of right now, it's still in theaters. Uh, but at the time of this recording, uh, but as of right now, the box office for it is two hundred sixteen million. Nice. Holy shit! I, t-
0: I muted you, Dan. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> you I'm, muted? Wait, what? I, I muted Dan by accident. My finger slipped. You can mute people. That was really uh, yeah. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you have control of us. Yes, just like that. Help. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> I've, I've muted you, Jarvis. Make sure you unmute yourself. Sorry. Keep going. Fuck you! Holy <laughs> shit, you did!
2: <laughs>
0: Amazing. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's a massive budget. That, I sorry, not budget. It's a massive, uh, overwhelming outcome for a relatively small budget. So,
1: yeah, movie did very, very well, yeah. or has done very well. Uh, still, still in theaters, so still making money right now. But
2: we'll see what it lands. Well, you could say. I mean, you could attribute a lot of their success to kind of the strategies they went about this movie. I mean, this is a knowing that this premiered as a short film and got, you know, the big budget behind it um, is pretty cool in itself, kind of a grassroots sort of movement for the movie. And then the marketing campaign they did was really what sold this thing to audiences. Um, September 23rd, 2022, uh, the movie came out, I think like three or four days later um, they did like this viral marketing campaign where they just sat people in front of cameras where they knew the cameras would be pointing and just had them smile menacingly into cameras. They did it at the uh, Yankees Red Sox game, which is always one of the highest viewed MLB games of the year, uh, Mets and athletics on the same day. And then that morning they did good morning, America, just someone standing outside, smiling menacingly in the camera with a, uh, with a smile t-shirt on pretty ingenious. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. Very, very
1: cool. Do, are there like YouTube compilations of this? I would love oh to yeah, see absolutely. Yeah. It got a lot of big press. So the runtime for this movie is about an hour and 55 minutes. So it's decently long. Um, but it's, it's not too bad. Not too bad of a slog. Filming location for this. Yo, Jersey movie through and through. What? Represent. What, what, what? Yo, 6099738566. <laughs> I'm sure that there's some more area codes in Jersey. Um, <laughs> But this took place in Jersey City, so I believe that's nine seven three, Um and our Ar- North Arlington, New Jersey. The movie actually also takes place in New Jersey, which my my wife and I were my wife and I were just um, <laughs> my <laughs> wife. <laughs> we were sitting watching it, and we're just like, "Is this in the north, like n- northwest, like?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." I and then all of a sudden, you just see the yellow, ugly-ass jersey tags. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep.
0: And then, yeah, you get the the, the cop later on who's, who comes in. He pretty much is like, hey, I'm walking oh <laughs> <laughs> here.
1: The one cop was so normal, just like a normal guy. And then the guy's like, hey, eh, I think it's pretty safe for you to go back inside. Don't worry about it.
2: Yes, ma'am, please. You can go back inside <laughs> it's so strange that we're at the age where those, the, those
3: cops would like kind of be the people we grew up with. Isn't, uh-huh. that, isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> that Honestly, weird. I would watch a buddy cop movie with those two cops.
1: I'm yeah, sure I need a spinoff. <laughs> just in in the world of Smile, but neither of them actually ever deal with that. Thing. <laughs> they just go about their normal business.
3: About yeah, their normal life with like pandemonium all around them. like, oh, got my kids recital tonight at six. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, your, we, kids we got, recites- got <laughs> your kids recital. Your kids recitals. <laughs> We
0: got another nine, seven, (laughs) one Johnson. Yeah. You telling me what it is, boss. Let's go get him.
2: (laughs) Have you guys ever met a cop? (laughs) 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 Nope. Isn't
1: this how they act? Aren't they all just like really friendly and not insecure about anything? And I was gonna say, here's
0: my joke. Uh, Jarvis, I'm still alive. So no, I haven't met a cop actually. Oh, my man. Got him.
2: Cops are fucking worthless. Next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like for the taglines, we need like a news-like thing. Like <laughs> and
4: now, it's time for taglines.
1: All right, so our taglines for this one. Uh, we have three. And these are not super bad. Here, I'll start with the worst. Is one of I'll, them smile? One of them is called... Dr. Rose. One of. them. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. It's not that. Um, not Boone Tomahawk. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So our taglines for this one are, uh, the new face of fear. Meh. That's it's all right. You're that, starting wor- worse to first, huh? That's the worst one in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is this is my second favorite one. Once you see it, it's too late. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Yep. And uh my my favorite of the three is Pass It On. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: What are the taglines for It Follows? Because That's a good question. Because it It follows you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It follows. (laughs) While I think I will, I will find myself and I'm not sure how you all feel, but I, I I personally will find myself giving this movie a fair amount of praise. There, there are things to point out. And one of those things is the fact that it's pretty derivative. It's nothing new. There are a lot of themes that we've actually covered on the show before. um, And that are used in several kind of, of the newer horror genre movies. So okay, so the, the tagline for
1: it follows there was only one. It doesn't think, it doesn't feel, I remember it doesn't that. give it just up. fucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't sell you soap,
3: it doesn't <laughs> brush its teeth, it doesn't eat dessert, it doesn't use it doesn't signal the lanes before it going into the, the next your
2: leftovers <laughs> like asshole might, <Mike>, right? <laughs> Uh, not our friend Mike. Not our friend. I just chose a name.
3: There's a lot of Mike's in the world. No, Mike, I think there's a you.
2: Mike at work that just keeps going into the fridge and taking yeah. you
3: lunch. Since <laughs> you want to talk about it? Are you okay? Like, is everything okay at work? Are you getting bullied? It was chicken parm, dude. Like, there- oh yeah, no, that's fighting words right there, dude. I saved it specifically for my tour of Italy. Okay, like I got I, all, all
2: of the tour of Italy is good. Granted, but that's the best part. Okay, you don't eat a man's
3: chicken no, parm. No, that's true. <laughs> Chicken farmers, what I saved last for the tour. That's a very New Jersey sentence, by the way. I'm, I'm sure you guys. Are tour just of like, Italy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know, you could have gone for the low hanging fruit, just saying Olive Garden, but you went tour of Italy, and yeah, I appreciate yeah. that a <laughs> <Nope>. lot.
2: <laughs> I fucks with some Olive Garden.
1: Same. Once once we finish that tour, um actually, since we are taking a tour of Italy, I guess uh, I'm going to pass it to our tour guide, who is Jarvis.
2: Well, <laughs> this is a spicy meatball. <laughs> Gather around. <laughs> I'm <friends. laughs> so, um, all smiles for this. Oh, very good. Very good. Before yeah, before we get started, I would I would just like to say I like this movie. Not because it did anything incredible, not because it did anything cons- new conceptually, but like I, I was just I was whelmed. Like you ever kind of just miss that. There's so much expectation, especially like from the horror society for like this, a new movie coming out to just absolutely scare the shit out of you or do something entirely new. This one for me just hit its marks very well, right? The old tropes, the, the themes. Um, I think it just hit most of the marks pretty well on the head. So I actually enjoyed this one. How about you boys?
3: I really enjoyed it. Um Scared the shit out of me quite a few times. I felt yep. like there was never a moment where I was able to be like, okay, everything's fine. <laughs> God damn <it. laughs> Yeah, I mean <clears throat> you mentioned it was a
0: two hour film and uh, we we watched a number of two hour films where we we're like it could have been thirty minutes lower and honestly. Uh, <laughs> maybe that could have been like among that many, movie could, have, among that many movie many could have been two hours shorter. Yeah. Uh, no, this this was this is right on the the, the marker. I, I don't know what what made this one I guess a little different, but it it did everything about it was just a little more enthralling than, uh, many of the other films we watched and, uh, I'm going to get into it later, but man, I think, I think what pulled me in the most, I mean, the, obviously everything about this film was, was pretty solid music. The music absolutely fucking rocked it. Big time. Big time. I thought it
3: was just overall appealing.
1: Yeah. I I think there's, I think, I think. Hold on.
3: Is that a face peeling joke? i was thinking oh, trying to make a good yes. one oh, that was I was trying to good. think of the best way to respond to make it feel like more of a face feeling joke but i couldn't think of anything <laughs> yeah think nope that's that's what it was uh, I'm so clever
1: i think what i think the problem with horror movies is that like it's in such a weird space where it's like you want it to be like moving and like this like pivotal movie but at the same time like most horrors aren't gonna create like that drama filled niche that a lot of or itch that like a lot of people want so it's i but this movie just like knew its place and it like jumped into its place and it just did it so well it For i sure, liked yeah. it better than it follows i personally i, I thought it just made more sense
2: yeah well, we haven't really gotten into it yet, so let's do that. But um, we would love to hear you, the viewers. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts uh, compared to such movies, say, as it follows. But uh, with that, let's go ahead and start moving. So we're at a psychiatric ward. there's actually a brief dream sequence uh, before this, but we'll start here at the uh, psychiatric ward where we are going to meet Dr. Rose Cotter who is about to leave. She looks pretty disheveled, pretty tired. That's going to be a pretty common theme for, for her throughout the movie. Um, about to leave her office when a call comes in, and we have Laura Weaver, who is coming into the psychiatric center uh, from an ambulance. And this, by the way, is uh, Caitlin Stacy reprising her role brilliantly um, from the original Laura Hasn't Slept that premiered in South by Southwest. And it sets the tone for this movie expertly.
1: I, um, I, I really like how the movie didn't spend too much time with like the character development because they didn't need to like, I, I mean, they did, but they didn't, like they didn't use a lot of exposition. They just let her demeanor and like quick conversations really explain that, okay, rose is someone who's very good at her job she takes it very seriously but clearly she's dealing with a lot and she buries herself in her work to like kind of hide that trauma whatever that trauma may be that uh, you know we get into later
2: great point great point and and like i i think to your to your point time is very much of the essence in this movie so they i they might it might feel like they're breezing past a lot but it's it's definitely to kind of get to this this ending so Laura comes in and she's discussing how she's having these violent what seem like hallucinations uh, to Dr. Cotter um who is trying to calm her down all of a sudden um she absolutely panics and bef- as Dr. Rose Cotter is calling for help um she turns around to see that Laura is no longer screaming on the floor and saying something is there and trying to get her and she turns around and there she is holding a shard of glass which she takes to her face and nearly from ear to ear, but making sure she gets that good jugular shot too. Uh, cuts her, cuts her neck, blood spilling, all while smiling and not losing eye contact. Yeah, and the the cut was
0: also in a very smiley formation as well as we saw as we see in like a scene very shortly from now but visually yeah, comes it was, back later yep yeah do you want
3: to know how i
0: got these scars the whole movie i was <laughs> <A> switch, Yeah, <laughs> which, which is fun uh it, it, they didn't they, they weren't like obtusely doing that and or whatever but it, it was it was a very funny thought and then like the laura it doesn't sleep she was, she looked tired. They did, the, this whole movie did a very good job at, uh, makeup. Makeup was very strong and good. And you start to see the, the main character start to crack pretty hard. And like, even she's, she like specifically stops taking or, uh, putting makeup on. And then like her life is slowly like moving away from where she was. Yeah. It, it's, it's a cool, they do
3: a good job. Part of me was really hoping Rose, like as the you know the therapist psychologist, like, was going to just like start screaming, just ah ah. Now, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yes, yes, slicing your jugular, pulling off your face. How does that make you feel? <laughs> tell, tell, tell me about your mother. <laughs> tell me about your mother. Do you tell feel me about your mother. Um, I
1: I watched this two times because I watched it last week, and then we were like. We're watching it and I was like, fuck, come on, baby, we're watching a movie. And I, I gotta say that this scene was more disturbing the
4: second time
1: because, um, once you know what happens with like the entity, uh, at the end of this movie and then you rewatch what's happening to Lara, it, it kind of gets like a little more fucked up because you paint the picture in your brain mm-hmm. of what's yeah, happening yeah. to her.
2: So, yeah. What the audience doesn't see yet, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, all this before the title card, right? So, and that title card, by the way, like, what do we think? Pretty. Uh, well, well, what's the word? Seizures. If you're, at ri- yeah, if you're at risk of epi- epilepsy, epilepsy, like, what's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, forget, I forget, there's a term for it, but yeah, wow, it's it's loud and very much in your face. Uh, photosensitivity. <laughs> I, you think, I think you might have it there. I know it's uh, it's, photo,
0: it, it's photosynthesis, actually.
2: Oh, yeah. Good. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy you said <laughs> I was going to. I was like, no, don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> it's awesome. So later on, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, the gentleman that she was treating prior to meeting Laura uh, was one of her kind of revolving door patients. He's a manic depressant. His name is Carl. And so after the, the initial trauma of Laura killing herself, um, she returns to the hospital. Um, and sees Carl, who, who says like a number of things to himself. He speaks to himself pretty regularly, but now she passes by his room and he's smiling. Um, uh, pretty eerily, just the same way Rose was, or I'm sorry, uh, Laura. And instead of his usual mantra, he starts screaming, you're going to die. You're going to die. Um, at which point Dr. Cotter calls for the nurses to restrain him, uh, only to see, only to turn her face back and see that he was asleep and, you know, sitting, sitting on the on his bed the whole time and i mean well uh, hold on what was sorry uh code 5150 is what she used which i could only assume was uh man uh, peaceably nursing his psychosis in bed get him boys
3: <laughs> I, I i like to imagine it from like his point of view he's just chilling and then all of a sudden she's screaming get him <laughs> Huh? It's what dear. i'm napping
0: the American healthcare system uh, at its best. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Best is definitely a word.
1: 2319. 2319. 2319.
2: So we, we did skip over a few things. My apologies. Uh, we meet some other characters. Um, after uh, Laura kills herself, um, she is interviewed um, by what we later find out is her ex boyfriend. That's Joel, or uh, just we could, we could call him Detective Heartthrob. Uh any mm-hmm. objections, uh-huh. we good. We good no, with that. I'm fine. Nope, I'm good. Anyone recognize that gentleman by the way? No. 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 Uh well, he is uh, a certainly a friend of the show. Did he, we go to high school with him? <laughs> uh, kind of. A little bit. Um he was the uh the cute emo kid in Jennifer's Body.
4: Oh my god! No
2: way uh yeah. that guy by the way has been in a lot of horror movies most recently uh well uh not since uh just before i was this. gonna say most recently <laughs> Most recently, this uh before that though
3: he was in the latest scream
2: wait uh, two, three, i gotta four? go back uh,
3: no Scream uh, five technically i don't remember oh, saying five, that's the newest one that's right yep right. uh he's been in he's been in a ton of stuff man i'll have to go back and watch okay. that again
2: look for him Kyle Gallner, I believe is, I believe is his name, but uh, yeah, ton of stuff. The, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, movie from 2010 that yeah, got awful. film, Haunting true. in Connecticut, ton of stuff. So, uh, and actually th- this, this kind of led to a question. Do you think that would be a conflict of interest? This is like a law and order trivia question. My wife had thoughts and she was, she was like, no, that wouldn't happen. Uh, for what? Whether or not he would be allowed to be the interviewee for that oh, particular absolutely crime. not <laughs> mm, yeah, probably not but
0: definitely con- conflict of con- interest con- bias Confl- whatever
1: like- they
3: want it's
4: fine
1: it, it doesn't matter eh, yeah, well, well what's never mind are we really having like a debate on this go for <laughs> it <Reed. laughs> what what's the conflict of interest here like they used to date I, yeah, but she's not like in questioning of what she did. it's a questioning of what happened to her. So I don't really see how that like pertains like any conflict
2: but of interest. We don't know how good a therapist she is. I mean, she was she only in that room him for 5 kill minutes. <laughs> right. Him being her Laura, but yeah. I yeah, think if that maybe. I think if that was the line of questioning then it would
1: probably be a conflict of interest, but then but the fact that they weren't even like going down that line seemed like it was yeah. so yeah,
0: okay, I, Fair. All all I thought of was, uh, yeah, she sh- she should just call for her lawyer
1: at this point. Like all I thought was um, <laughs> that patient was probably a head case. That's all. <laughs> You're saying he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying he's a <laughs> stupid fucking idiot. Yeah, that's
3: got a, what couple I think. <laughs> a couple yeah. screws right. loose.
1: Couple screws
2: loose.
3: Got a bit of the face loose. <laughs> the other thing
2: that we uh we we glanced. Uh, <laughs> we glanced over. We love glancing um, here. We love glancing. I am so good at glancing. We started. Okay. We are world class glancers. What did we think of the dinner? I'm I'm posing this pres- question to you, Chris. I know how much you love cringy and mortifying dinners and horror movies.
4: Hmm.
1: Hmm. No, I. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Can I I just be the first to say, fuck Greg? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, Holly pegs Greg. Holly pegs Greg. Like, let's just say it. For certain. Yeah. Yeah, but Greg is such a bitch, too. Like, I can't stand him. Like, when he, like, goes to the door, he's like, you need to get out of here. And then his wife is like, can you get the fuck out of here? He's like, oh, I'm
4: sorry, baby, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or, or oh, even man, during, sorry, I didn't mean it. Sorry. Even during dinner, he's like, oh, "Wow!" I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, "Wow!" What? Either are you from New Jersey or not? Either tell her to shut the fuck up and eat your food, or like, shut the fuck up yourself <laughs> and eat your food. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a difference between like being a somewhat effeminate man, right? But but like being a total bitch, and that's what Greg is. He's a, he is a Greg's a bitch. Yeah, Greg's a bitch.
0: But you know Greg. what? I I gotta give Greg a, a little bit of uh, no credit. I gotta give him a little something here, though, because he it, nothing he ever said really seemed like he meant it. So like he would just be like, "Oh, how dare you!" Anyway, let's go ahead and eat this food. It's like it's like nothing he said actually <laughs> mattered, or or he was like, "Whatever, I don't care."
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, he he has no sense of consequence of his words no. at all. So. Uh given given the circumstances uh after after Rose uh after what she does to Carl, her supervisor, Dr. Desai, gives her a week off. Dr. Desai is uh Cal from uh Harold and Kumar. Cal Penn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic actor. Also uh recently came out as
3: as uh LGBTQ, which is which I, I was very surprised by.
0: Yeah.
3: Sure. Yeah, I watched him in an interview with someone asking about like some of the jokes and stuff in the Harold and Kumar movies, and it was like, "Do you stand by like some of the jokes you said?" And he was like, "Look, at the time they were hilarious. Um, probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't be able to do that now. <laughs> but he's like, at the time, I was laughing my ass off. It's
1: funny. I actually heard an interview with him on NPR to like talk discussing that and discussing literally the same thing about like the movies that he."
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I heard he, wanted to, he He would gladly do another one. You know what's I, funny is I,
0: I also heard an interview from him recently, and he said that Horrible Friends is the best podcast. Oh, really my God, oh, oh, my God, he did. I caught
2: that one. Yeah. No, it played at oh. two in the morning and no one saw it, but it's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the thought that counts. Thank you, yeah, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so in the days that follow, the hallucinations continue. Um, Rose continues to become more unhinged. Um, and dangerous to the people around her, including her fiance, Trevor, and sister, Holly, because at her nephew's birthday party, uh, her cat that had suddenly gone missing as she was- uh, mm-hmm. uh, Put some at-
1: respect <laughs> on that name, it's Mustache, damn it. Mustache is their cat.
2: <laughs> the best name. And who had mysteriously gone missing a few days ago. Um as she was wrapping a gift, uh, their house seemingly got broken into. There's actually a lot to talk about there. Um, but fast forwarding to the party scene, which is awkward on its own, she gives mm-hmm. her nephew the gift, which is supposed to be a like a, a toy train, um, but in fact it is Mustache's poor, limp, bloody body wrapped in I gifted. told
3: you not to shake the box! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I... Oh man, like, th- there were enough emotions from just everything up until the cat, because it, you watched as like, the kid didn't like the gift. And I legit thought he wasn't going to like the gift. <laughs> and that, that <laughs> he sees the train and she's like, Oh, what's, what's wrong? You, you don't like the train. And I was like, Oh man, that's really sad. She's having a bad time and this is even worse for her. And then it's the cat. And I'm like, Oh, it's even worse. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: that's a bad feeling like not getting the gratification from a kid really liking your gift like that is yeah, yeah, in yeah. in and of itself a shitty feeling but but the dead cat's worse by a lot <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah i think so. i'd rather have a train uh
2: yeah this
0: this whole scene i think is where uh everything before this was a little spooky like this is where the anxiety started kicking in this this was hard to watch as she's having a actual like mental breakdown and a panic attack and she's like freaking the hell out and it's in public it's in public with all these people it's, mm-hmm. it's tough man it's real and,
3: and like family members of hers are there so she's oh yeah people it, like her. in front of yeah. in, in front of strangers and family she's losing her shit I, psychiatrist's I really, worst nightmare do we think I think oh for sure mm-hmm. I really like
1: that in horror movies now it seems like they're not like um using animals that look like animals you know like i mean the cat clearly didn't look like a real cat and like
2: at yeah, least, yeah it was poor
1: cgi yeah which i i'm On honestly purpose. okay with yeah yeah because it yeah kind of makes me be able to stay into the movie because if it was like really good i'd be like what the fuck no no is that real no no, no so i don't know i just is that what we Harvest do we like that bet. now I uh, like Pat's that with CGI those kind of for, things. Yeah, sure. With
2: an, okay,
1: like animals dying. Yeah, I'm okay with it personally.
2: And it just feels like a softened blow. You know what I mean? Like with with, with shock and all and gore. It well, I, I'm a superpath, so I get upset about
3: uh, animals. <laughs> I don't really care about humans <laughs> more than people. So more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> the way i also look at it is if the scene's done right where you know the tension everything half the time i don't even notice right away it's not until you know if i happen to watch the scene again like when we're i um, going back and watching some stuff before we do like our recording that's when i'll catch it that you get nitpicky and you know yeah. but because you, you still get the
2: same effect
0: <laughs> yeah i saw it right away but I, I wasn't i wasn't taken out at all i was like oh no i was like she didn't did she oh she did oh no <laughs> Wait,
3: uh, can we get to the where uh rose is in the car and her sister's walking towards the car because that was that was like oh, right that's, after this oh, wasn't oh, it? that's, that's a waste that's a ways away oh okay yeah <laughs> oh, it was i thought it was after this <laughs> no uh no
0: that The scene I wanted to talk about, which I think is somewhere in between here, is the second time when she broke uh, the glass on the floor. Rose Cotter is in a war with her wine glasses. (laughs) A woman at war with wine glasses. (laughs) It was, they they wrote it perfectly. Like when when, uh, her husband or uh, fiance comes in and he's just like, did you break another glass? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, did she break another glass? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Can we just say like that? Yeah, let, let, let's get back to that one. We that one's a triumph. That whole that whole scene again. Themes that are familiar, but they hit the marks well, right? Um, you know the the random doors ajar, and it was the one right behind her that tripped mm-hmm. the alarm. I
1: I hate to I hate to interrupt you, but and, and correct you, but you it wasn't ajar. It was a
2: door.
3: It was a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say, but you do
2: how long have we been doing this? What is this?
4: this is your,
2: we're going on three years almost, and I'm still falling for that one. So thank you. It still lets me know I'm vulnerable. But, but no, I like the, uh, the, the call, the, the first line security kind of misdirection was very good. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the scream, the dead girl screaming in her ear. Oh, yes. Cause she's uh, looking for that particular piece of audio where it's, yes. it's whispering her name. And I don't know. I, I usually watch films with subtitles. I don't know if I would have heard it without them. Um, but then, but then it's like missing when she's like turned it up full, full blast and she's really looking for this snippet. And then it's this bitch right next to her Rose.
0: And oh, oh Oh yeah. That, that got me. I, I think there were, it was that one. And I think one of the first jump scares actually like I think three jump scares got me on this one. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like I was waiting for them. And then they, they got me with that, like extra 15 seconds of, of nothing. And I was like, I was like, ah, we're past it. We're good. And then
2: boom, there it is again. Okay. Dude, my wine glasses across the fucking room. Like- <laughs> <laughs> So the party, yeah. Um, so after, yeah, during her mental breakdown, I mean, she fell through that, that glass table, um, Mm -hmm. which, which cut her arms all to hell. So she ended up having to go to the, back to the doctor. Um, we get a lot of body language that we see outside, but we don't get the dialogue. Like Holly is basically telling her boyfriend Trevor, like, stay away from her, stay away from her family. She's not welcome there. Um, so her whole kind of life is just sort of unraveling. It's ending in all this chaos. Um, so she ends up, out of this, she decides to visit her former therapist, which is Dr. Madeline Northcott. Um, and she suggests that her problems stem from the abuse of her mentally ill mother, which is that dream sequence that we get in the middle, or I'm sorry, right at the beginning, but we don't see too much of um, until, you know, little snippets kind of peppered in there throughout the film. So this is where we start to get into the idea that um, Rose is now going to sort of, try to research this. She finds out that, um, Laura's professor who killed himself. She was a witness to his death was smiling at her during the suicide. Um, so she decides to visit her, uh, I'm sorry, his widow and learns that he was affected after witnessing a woman die by suicide the week prior. Um, and then she kind of intercedes uh, Joel and gets him in the mix, her ex-boyfriend, police detective, who goes to the police records and they start going and finding a huge chain um, of people where this is essentially what happened. They would witness a suicide and then a few days to a week later, they would die by suicide in front of someone else who then continued the pattern.
0: Yeah, I had the same family as him when... When they were, looking, she was like, "Show me the picture," and he's like, "No, you don't want to." Ah! And then she, he, was, he showed the video, and he's like, "Ah!" I was having a good day before that. Yeah, it's, it's a good conversation. It's pretty funny.
2: I'm, I'm liking that we keep going back to Joel because Joel seems yeah. like, yeah, you know, he's he's at least you know he, he's he's up for an adventure, right? You, I thought you he can was tell he's, a cringy character, like straight he, up. Right? He visits, yeah, because right. he visits her after like the initial thing with Laura, and he's like kind of piney yes
0: but he ends up being the cool dude that scene is also funny though because uh the the nurse behind the counter is like she's engaged you know that and he's like yeah and she's like but i'm single (laughs) yeah that was great how (laughs) are you doing honey this is a very they had some good back and forth in this
2: thing it throws you off guard it it is very good comedic timing was definitely there uh you know and it, it, i'm glad uh like i was saying though like joel is kind of like a recurring character in this because like trevor is not a good character he's obviously wealthier he has a better life plan uh but the dude is looking for the exit at this point and it's a lot it's a lot to process that's why um you know he 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 just doesn't seem like he's going to be sticking around he's he's looking oh, for somebody to kind of like, yeah yeah no he
0: he took the first sign of her having a as a psychiatrist or psychologist, he, he took the first sign of her having a mental breakdown due to her line of work to just be like, oh, I can't handle this, goodbye, and just like dipped.
3: Like, Yeah. He's kind of a dick. He, he's a uber dick. <laughs> well, does anyone um, remember Trevor from something else besides this movie? He plays a decently douchebag character in the first at least two seasons of a show. We are, of course, referring to the A Train, yes, yes, the show about trains oh, on yes. HBO. Yeah. I recognize, <laughs> I thought I
2: recognized. He's also that. in The okay. Boys, though, so yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so, there's that. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> My, my, my wife kept shouting she's like when she was buying the train for her nephew she's like who's that train for is it for a train <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> i i will say like i say that trevor's a huge dick but like i don't know what would if if you were with someone and then like they were just screaming about like things like this and you called into a therapist and like you did all this stuff and like and they were just like fuck you and go fuck yourself it's like i mean what would you do? Like, I don't know. I i yeah, how like do you handle I'm, it. I'm responding from the lens of like the audience where I know what's actually happening. But like from his perspective, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I, I think, I think there was a, a truth to her being uh, caught off guard by the time that he brings in the therapist and being like completely uh, blindsided by and surrounded by people who were just trying to fix her when obviously she had something else going on or whatever, which is, which is fine. I think that was a good move. I just think after that, he was just like, well, I did all I can. Goodbye. And just like runs away. I don't know. Maybe he felt the spirit or something and got the better. I don't know. Like you said, it, we're looking at it as the audience rather than the characters. I
2: don't know. So, uh, when when she goes to visit um, Gabriel Munoz, who's the gentleman who killed himself in front of Laura, uh, she goes to her house, uh, actually has a de- decent conversation. We get a lot of background. We know that Gabriel Munoz uh, tried to research the character pretty in depth before his death. Um, and then she's ultimately kicked out of the house. But then um, Laura, or I'm sorry, I keep saying Laura, Rose, Rose uh, attempts to visit Holly, her sister, and uh tried to try to explain the situation, everything that's going on with her. It does not go well. Um, it goes like shockingly bad, like head turningly bad. Anyone? No, we're not gonna jump on that. That's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
3: didn't she lose her head? Wasn't wasn't that it- so, yes, yeah, so to speak. <laughs> it's not a good time to lose one's head.
1: You, you mean the woman who who dropped her spine? You mean you mean that one? Uh, you dropped like, your pocket. <laughs> Excuse
2: me, ma'am. your your spine's on the ground right here. Your spine's all convoluted. Pretty yeah, which, you know, was a pretty decent scare. It's, I think it's one of the ones that they uh that they showed a smidge in the previews. So we knew it was I, coming.
1: I wish I didn't know it was coming. It would have made that scare so would've, good. Yeah yeah you, you know what i i will say uh, the one thing that i noticed with that scene though um i looked for it on the second watcher because the first watcher i was like fuck i already know what's gonna happen second watcher i watched the character approach the car and it was the same mannerisms like she like kind of crossed her arms like her sister had been doing and like yes kind of like move the same way and it it was really good. <laughs> I was like, damn, that looks like her. It doesn't like n- nothing's different.
2: It was really it's cool. An expert imitator. Yeah. 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 No, loved it. Dude, poor Jackson. He's like on looking the whole time and he sees Rose just freaking out in the car. Cause he can't see what's what she's seeing. Do you think, like, do you think this is the kind of trauma, like, because because this is, a, let's be real, man, like, this is a dweeby little fucking kid. He's in Spanish, he's in Spanish club, like, he's got all these extracurriculars, he looks like uh-huh. a little, uh-huh. like, he, he's punchable, right? Can we say that? <laughs> is this the kind of trauma <laughs> yeah, that true. will get him laid later?
1: Hmm. Uh, I don't hmm. think, I don't think my aunt gave me her dead cat in a box when I was seven. Is like the material to be like, oh my god, that's so hot.
2: But it might make you mysterious, man. I don't know. <laughs> this kid, this kid's
3: not going to talk much. Mysterious <laughs> or horrendously troubled. Yeah, Great. <laughs> right. I, I don't think that mysterious, there's much more mystery one, to that. One can be <laughs> the other.
0: <laughs> mysterious would be like my mom never talked to me as a as a child, and so this is the way I am. It's like, oh man, that's that's kind of mysterious. I wonder why that might be. Not that there's a direct pathway here. There is, I received a dead cat and now I
2: am mentally
3: unstable.
1: <laughs>
0: and
3: now well, I'm drinking litter lot. boxes myself.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a reverse nippleectomy. He needed more nipples. Something about his past. He wanted to be more cat like. So fast forwarding, um, this is actually now, this is kind of going back to that connect the dots theme that we have with Joel. Um, and he informs her that there is one weird outlier in the pattern, right? So we, we got a lot of background with Gabriel Munoz's story. And now we find that there was one instance where this guy saw someone kill himself in front of them. However, he killed another person was incarcerated, but that person who witnessed him killing. Then committed suicide a week later. So, you know, they decide to go and witness the man, or I'm sorry, interview the man. Uh, this is Robert Talley, who, by the way, is I think the standout performance of the entire movie. Um, I don't know if he's the standout,
0: but definitely better than anticipated because it it's just like a another. This is the interview portion of of the movie, and it's like the the collecting clues and. He was a he was a good character. He was his you know his tone of voice changes. He gets scared, and then all of a sudden he's like freaking out. And yeah, he's like this. He's a bigger dude compared to the tiny scrawny woman that's coming up and asking questions. So yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with it. It was very good. I don't know if it was
2: stand out. I I just like it because he becomes completely unhinged, and we and we do witness the process. And this isn't like some hardened individual. He was like a he was like a banker, an accountant. Or yeah. something to that effect. Right. And now he's uh, in prison, most likely for life for murder. Um, and he's he's non apologetic, but he's very matter of fact about it. And so they, they go down this line of dialogue where he basically says he she is using the front that it's one of her patients. And he says that she has to kill someone. And she eventually blurts out, I can't kill someone giving away the secret that she is in fact the one who's affected by it and he loses his fucking shit. And I thought that was incredible. One of the brightest parts of the movie. It was so intense.
0: Yeah, it, it was good. I'm, 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 not disagreeing with you. I just think that, I don't know. I, I don't think that performance was like the best of the whole thing. I think, I think watching our main character just devolve into like a full mental breakdown is, is, is good. It's, it happens slow enough and She's believable in my opinion, which is very hard to do. I I think uh, usually it's just like, oh well, they're. She's like screaming top of her lungs all the time. She's really not. She's just like, please,
1: I just want help, please, somebody, <laughs> anybody. Yeah, she she gave a solid performance. It was um, you know, it it was like when an actor is good in my mind, it it doesn't pull me out of the movie at all, and she she never did. She, I don't know. She she did a great job. I agree with you.
2: So Rose now returns home and she is met there by Madeline, her therapist. Uh, and we learn pretty quickly in the scene, um, especially when the actual Madeline calls her to kind of schedule their next meet and apologize for that uh the meeting they had earlier uh that didn't end well. And then we see the entity in front of her uh taking up that, that trademark smile and starts kind of backing her into the wall. Um, and we, we get like really good, uh, voice, uh, voice layering from the entities, basically saying that it's nearly time. She's going to die. This puts her in a panic. Uh, she does. Di- she decides to, uh, sort of snap out of it and drive hastily away back to the hospital where she decides like, Hey, I've gotta kill Carl. I gotta kill someone, so it might as well be this manic depressant who doesn't have much of a life. And we get this with a scene of her stabbing Carl uh, and kind of screaming and laughing, and then her boss uh, peels his face off, and it's this chaotic scene, and it's a dream. And she's in her car with the knife. But um her supervisor, uh Cal Penn, does come out, sees her, tries to convince her to stay, especially after he sees the knife, but she decides that then and there the what she needs to do is be alone and if she's alone there won't be a witness so the entity won't kill her
0: yeah i went through a couple of phases with the advent of the powers of the entity right like i i knew that it was obviously doing a lot to her and breaking her mental state and and i think we we see that a lot with like a lot of these uh I'm going to assume, I mean, we can talk about it at some point, but like it's more demon than not, I guess. Um, and it like tries to break her down to be able to eventually take control of the host. But, uh, I, this is like with the therapist in, in the house. And then you finally see it and it gets really close and it's loud and it's got the layering. I was, at first I was taken aback. I was like, I'm not a huge fan. Like they've, they've now put the thing out there and I'm like, it's not as mysterious anymore. And then uh, over the next like 10, 15 minutes, I, I come back around. I, I, I appreciated the entity at that point. So,
2: you like him. You appreciate his work. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, that knife in the car. I mean, you know, if the mood is right for a good murder, suicide, you know, whatever, you know, treat your victim to a high society cut by against you knife. That's yeah, <laughs> some beautiful Japanese deal <laughs> The right knife for Wagyu cuts and demon guts. Ginsu, the only name in murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so like like hats off to the isolation concept, you know, but she goes about it in a not so smart way. She she returns to her childhood home where she decides like that's where no one will know where she is and she can confront this thing and not put anyone else in danger thereby by extension not putting her at danger. But here's the thing. She brings no provisions, no nothing. She's one door dash away from getting fucking absolutely demolished by this thing. Yeah,
0: it's a good point. I I assume that so I wonder I, my, my idea, you know, we like to try to figure out the, the rules and the, the laws of, of the entity or mm-hmm. the being or the, the, the demon or whatever. So, someone has to be around for it to pass on and for you to like. So, what if she try to kill herself? What happens
1: if no I, one's around? I thought about that too.
0: It's a really good point. Does that end the curse? Like, the, if a
3: tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear If it, She doesn't like- smile at any point. Yeah. Yeah, what if she's upset. sad while she's killing herself? Fuck, now that.
0: <laughs> you might uh, have yeah, something. So that, that, I, that's why I thought I her I thought her idea was awesome, but then she didn't want to she didn't attempt to try to kill herself at that point, so I was like,
1: all right. I guess this isn't what she was going for. Okay, I would I would love to see that scene where she's just in the house and the entity's just laughing in a corner, ah, 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 ah. and then all of a sudden a tree just falls on her and it's like, oh, <laughs> and then she dies and the entity dies. I would love to watch that movie.
2: What if he just like annoys her to death? Like he's like, we're going to talk about our, my Teen Titans fan fiction for eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> no! If you don't want to play by my rules, <laughs> I'm gonna get your ass one way or
0: another. And this is where Beast Boy, you know what he does? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah. know I don't!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what What I do like about this is that uh, by her returning to her childhood family home, we get kind of the clarity that we've been seeking as the audience for like what the whole deal is with her mother. We know she was like a manic depressant. Um, and that she killed herself, but we do find out Laura or not Laura Rose, uh, played a part in a, in an indirect way where, um, she kind of like denied her mother's request for help. You know, she realized she didn't want to die and, uh, she kills herself. So she's able to face her trauma because really the heart and soul of the monster and the story is kind of dealing with trauma. And in the same way that you kill yourself and it passes on to the victim, it's kind of, the movie is kind of a take on like how you deal with trauma. You either bottle it up and deal with it yourself or you pass it on. Um, so I thought this was kind of the cool way to, to bring those two worlds together, uh, and kind of bring light to that analogy.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the more, the more I think about like how it could potentially pass on if she killed herself. Like we, we know that, um, I can't police, police friend, uh, the, the more that I think about him, Joel coming and uh, following her cell signal or whatever, figuring out where she's going to be at or whatever. It, if that still causes a traumatic reaction of finding her having killed herself, does the entity live on? I guess. Like, what's now? I'm at the point of like, what's what's the point of no return for the demon? Right. These are great
2: questions. I must know um so so like the, the big show down there is um the entity kind of becomes her mom in a giant amazonian very uh very very much present in the room kind of way i feel like 2022 is really pushing giant barbarian amazonian women hell yeah step on me but i'm good with it right and we have yeah.
1: horrible friends are totally cool with it
0: yeah no we're on board mm-hmm death by snoo snoo is like the, under, it's like the <laughs> subtext of Absolutely. our entire
2: podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, no you got us no we're we're in <laughs> we'll <We're>, invest you <laughs> figured us out <laughs> uh but she's able to face her and she uh she's able to take um the gas lantern or the kerosene lantern uh, to the monster's head as it's trying to choke her and trying to kill her. And she runs out of the house as it's burning and she's driving. She drives back to the city, sees Joel, everything's great. And it's, this is going to be a happy ending. It almost kind of seems like her and Joel might, might even kind of rekindle old flames. And, and then we get kind of a callback to the original Laura hasn't slept South by Southwest uh, short film where it's all a big misdirection, and the entity is using its powers to make her think that she's no longer in the house, which she very much is. And once she realizes this, she runs out of the house, only to find that she was in fact still in her childhood home. And now Joel is there because he's tracked her phone. She runs back into the house um, to so that she can kind of like keep her distance from Joel and see if she can salvage this. But the monster gets her. Heals its flesh back, and now we get the full length visual of the monster, which I'm sure we'll have some notes. Um, it enters Rose, and Joel breaks into the house and witnesses Rose ultimately set herself on fire with her smiling face reflecting in his eyes. End movie. And uh, what did we get? Build Me Up Buttercup. What was the end? What was the end? Uh, song? Lollipop. Lollipop. lollipop, thank you.
4: Lollipop.
2: Same energy. I I like the
1: monster at the end. I thought it was a nice little bit of body horror. Um, it looked ridiculously ridiculous, um, but uh, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was just like, supposed to be a just ridiculous looking thing because, I mean, it doesn't actually have a form, so it just did whatever it wanted. It was like, hey, I have five mouths now because... Yeah. I have five yeah. mouths. Isn't
0: <laughs> and that more scary? more to smile to you <laughs> with.
1: <laughs> now I have horrible burns all over my face. Like, but hey, I thought it was really cool. Um, Big Mommy. That's why I called her Big Mommy. Big, Big Mommy. Yeah.
0: Big Mommy. Yeah. No, I, I came back. This is where I started to appreciate the monster again. Uh, I also, I I legitimately thought they were going to go with a a potential like, and everything worked out in the end because she was able to fight her inner demons. And that's the, the whole story.
3: And they, I was actually really hoping for that. And I was kind of up you very know, upset that that didn't happen.
0: I was more mad that it did happen. And I was like, man, this movie was so good. And then, and then everything still goes wrong. And I'm like, all right, now this we're movie back.
3: was so good, but things are working out for her. What the I, fuck is this? I don't
0: like it. I don't think it's realistic. I so, agree with you. When the demon t- is going to take over your body, it's going to take over your body. And unless your name is Nick Cage, you really can't do anything about it. Yeah, you're big fucked. I like that. You're big fucked, right? And I, I loved it. Like at that point, I was like, okay, movie's good again. Now now
2: everything is just pure despair. Yeah, I I like knowing that there's not an escape route. You know, there's not a way to outsmart this otherworldly entity. Though she, <laughs> and, and, and and she is a strong female protagonist, right? She's kind of a refreshing role in this. But she does think that her psych degree makes her impervious to mind control demons. Which, mm-hmm. you, which, you know, it didn't work out for her, but I, it, it made me kind of titter. I was like, wow, you you really think you could outsmart this with, it's my mind. You can't Freud me. I am Freud. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I did kind of like that The the monster leads on and says that her mind is just so inviting, which I think made her you know, kind of, kind of delicious to the monster in that way, because he feeds on trauma, he passes through trauma and she's just got so much going on in her life, uh, you know, from, from her youth. So it came together well at the end. Youth and she sees it every day. She's creating new traumatic
0: memories by trying to assist with these, uh, mental patients that she's seeing every single day. So, she's, she's chock full of, of pain and anguish
2: and. <laughs> there's a, del- yeah, there's a delicious creamy center of sad. So yeah, no, she was a, she was a morsel.
1: How about the, how about the monster entering through her mouth?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I, ooh, yeah, that was good. I, I, I enjoy that visual. I, I don't know really where I fall on the monster overall, but the way we get that kind of side pan, and we see him just like extending her jaw to like fit him pretty horrifying it's like a little silly but i agree with you it's still it still got me i was like ooh that's spooky. uncomfortable
1: it's yes like oh my god it's like one of those um that like fish tongue parasite thing like having oh, that yeah. going to oh, you oh god and like be a host those things.
0: i'm going to vomit yeah. I just like how casual the, the, the entity was. He was just like I'm just going to go ahead and step into here like it's a like it's a mouth. It's
1: good to be home
2: <laughs> So this, this, this movie has a lot of themes about like spread and like trying to contain or, or, or spread in a way that it won't get back to you and I know we talked about it and it follows but for, for, for this case like what is our spread plan? So let's say one of us has this thing. We've witnessed someone kill themselves smiling at us and this thing's coming after us. You know, how much longer is this staying in the tri-state area? Like, what's what's your plan?
0: Uh, I think I think Rose did it. She she get <laughs> ready for it. Two in one episode, boys. She gave it to a cop who's just gonna murder somebody and gonna get it over with. Done. We did it. Wow, you're topical and real. <laughs> we we should upvote <laughs> this it's getting, guy. It's Getting a little too real here. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, man. I, what what do
2: you do? I lock is, myself a in the room, one. right? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody can
3: get in. I mean, well, do you, do just you kill not, yourself? Right? Like, not if I lock both locks on my door. Oh my oh. god! You son of a bitch! You did
4: it. <laughs> and,
3: and turn the alarm on. I'm driving down the street and just smiling at every person I see, and then just full speed into a wall. No, make make
0: them think that
2: they're the crazy person. Exactly. It's actually me. Do I mean do you do you fly to another country and just like do a really really poor sect where there's not much of a police force? You kill someone, be like, forget my face,
3: bitch, and you get out of there. Like, (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) Are Are you gonna be able to keep it together long enough on a plane in today's world? No. No, they're gonna. I, I, they're definitely gonna pull that quick. plane over. Oh, you're
2: saying means, like, yeah, I'd be real fucked up mm, looking at everyone smiling at yeah. me trying to kill me.
3: Uh-huh. And that's you're on a fair. plane post final destination. <laughs> William Shatner
2: couldn't do it, so, and he can do anything. So that's a, that's a good point.
0: Name three things that William Shatner can do.
2: All of them. All of them. All of them. Shat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Uh, Let's go ahead and give it over to Dan again. Um, Talk about the spookometer. What what are we measuring our our spookiness in this week?
1: All right. So most of us, most adults, have uh, about 32 teeth. So guys, how many pearly whites are you showing when you watch
3: this movie? I knew it. Yeah, I, I also had a feeling okay, like, it's going to well, be not, because of smiling. Super
1: complex, ridiculously complicated. Okay.
3: <laughs> we could just do a zero to ten. Sometimes, make sometimes I've had too much edible and I don't know what vowels are in my spoon feeder. <laughs> look, man.
1: Look, man. It's been a week ahead. How many
3: vowels are you smiling? There's been a five ten. days this
1: week so far and they <laughs> all sucked.
4: Oh, <laughs> yeah. bro. I, um, I, feel, yeah.
2: I feel like you backed out on an original scale. Like there was maybe one more complex, and you're like, no, 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 I can't. I just can't deal right now. Well, okay. I, what's my fault? <laughs> 32 I can't the wounds. 32, 32 D.
1: Teeth! Teeth! What? Teeth. <laughs>
2: what's a smile? It's lips. I got nothing for lips. It's cheeks. Cheekbones. Cheekbones right, are high. I don't know. How many wrinkles
1: are in on? Your are lips. in
3: on <laughs> lips.
1: <laughs> on average.
3: <laughs> I feel like we got Google's this. just going to be like, what the fuck are you asking Dude, me right how now? much of
1: the edible did you have? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Google just laughs> That's all Google's say saying you. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't find it. God, I
0: okay. All right, let's just go
3: with teeth. <laughs> yeah,
0: so there, there were 32 teeth in the human mouth, uh, so I've been told. And uh, this, this movie got me. I, I was scared. Uh, I was scared a lot and in more times than I thought I would, not just the jump scares, the, the music and the, the music created the atmosphere, which kept me on edge the whole movie. Um, I would give it a good old 30 out of 32 because I'm saving those last two teeth for my prospecting.
2: That's smart. That's smart. You always got to save a few. I always have a few in the back pocket. They don't have to be in the mouth, but you save them, you save them in the back pocket. Correct. Uh, I I'm on board with you, dude. This, this one is, is scary again. It's, it's not a lot of new tones or themes, but what they did, they did well. And it, they used it in a way that I think was able to scare a wide audience. Um, so I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll go a little more reserved with a, with a 27 teeth overall. Um, but what it did, it did well. I
3: enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm also going to go about uh, 29 to 30 teeth. Uh, a lot of jump scares, which sometimes I'm not a big fan of, but um, I did enjoy these. Uh, my favorite moment that really got me was the, um, uh, it was Rose's sister like walking up to the car. And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to walk up and just ask her. And just that head roll down. I literally almost jumped out of my seat. Just what the fuck? Oh, so you didn't see the preview first. No, I uh, didn't see the trailer oh, or anything, so oh, like, oh, I, I went into you. this blind. Yes, yeah. awesome. Oh, was that like in the trailer?
2: Yeah, very briefly. Very, like, They didn't give it all away, but they kind of inferred
3: that's where it was going. Oh, okay, yeah. I was just like, okay, probably just walk up to her and ask her like, you know, what the fuck's going on with you? And then it's just that head turn. I was like, <laughs> I like it. But, uh, I'm going to go with, yeah, 30 Teeth. I, I did enjoy the movie and uh, would definitely recommend
1: so I'm going to go 28. I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Um, not my molars. You'd be a psycho to have your molars taken out. So 28 it's going to be. Um, I, I really think it was a good movie. I thought it was well acted. thought the story was entertaining. I thought it had good scares. Um, and it's a Jersey movie. Well, what's there not to love? Represent. Yes.
0: yes. Represent New Jersey. You, you did something. And it, it was horrifying. You did a good job, somehow.
3: <laughs> Way to go, Joyzi.
1: Any press is good press, Kyle. We went uh, from the the con- uh, conjuring the devil made me do it to this. No, it's, yeah, it's been a journey.
0: You know that they're close to equal on my grounds, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but big journey. Uh, <laughs> don't watch that other one. Watch this one. Watch this one like six times over the other one. Um, watch it now. Yeah.
1: Watch it before this. Yeah. Actually, it, if if you're at the beginning of the episode, uh, telepathically, just tell them, saying jump to here. <laughs> just stop watching. Stop listening to us. Just go watch it. That's all. <laughs>
0: uh, if we are good, then I'm going to say thank you. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to Andrew Cavanaugh. Thank you to Connor McLeod. Thank you t- to I say Travis. I'm going to say Travis just in case. Yeah, thank you for listening. Talk to us. Tell us how you feel. This was a crazy good movie. Uh is 2022 is good for movies apparently. And yeah, uh Chris, what would you like to tell all of the teeth in the world? Go again. <laughs> Chris, what would you like to tell all the mustache cats in the world?
2: One more. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I like what uh, you would tell of the teeth? Smile, in the world. Maybe, like all the smiling people. Yeah, that's what I was expecting you to say. It's too obvious. What would you tell wrong. all the wrinkles on Dan's? <laughs> you no, know, the thirty,
2: the
4: thirty-two <laughs> teeth are obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrinkles on Dan's
0: leg. Chris, what would you like to tell all the broken
3: wine glasses out there? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. <laughs>
2: the masterpiece of four
3: why would quill lose his celestial powers just because ego died these questions and more answered in the next episode as the friends review slender man